0: Welcome to Priority Traffic, out of hospital healthcare business insights, employee highlights, and important information about REMSA Health. I'm your host, Alexia Jobson, Director of Public Relations here at REMSA Health, and I am so excited to be launching the organization's first ever podcast, Priority Traffic. Today's inaugural episode is a conversation with our president and CEO, Dean Dow. As 2021 comes to a close, Dean has been reflecting on the year the successes, and the challenges, not just for our employees, but also for the communities we serve. We'll also talk about what he's most looking forward to in 2022. So Dean Dow, President and CEO of Remsa Health, thanks for being our inaugural guest on our first Priority Traffic Podcast. Welcome.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: Great. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about this. Um, I know you and I have talked about this uh, multiple times uh, coming up to this morning. Um, So it's exciting that we're actually getting to do it. And um, I think it's going to be, I hope, great for um, all of our employees and and sort of broader community to uh, sort of hear what the organization's doing, maybe, uh, what Um, pre-hospital care maybe in general across the country is doing. And um, so it'd be fun.
0: I agree. I'm excited to get started on this. So let's just dive right in, Dean. Tell me a little bit about some of the challenges that we have encountered over the last year.
1: First and foremost, um, one of the major challenges is trying to understand what the future looks like. You know, prior to uh, 2020 and prior to COVID. So if you sort of look at that timeline of December of 2019 going into January of 2020, I think in general across the nation, the industry had somewhat of a reasonable vision of the direction of pre-hospital care in this country. And I think in large part, that was an understanding um, that as we move through the next several years, that really the placement of pre-hospital care in communities is being part of public health systems, right? And and not just sort of a rescue thing or not, we're just here to transport people, but really our role needs to be uh, broader in the sense of really helping facilitate different aspects of healthcare within the communities that we uh, serve. So it, I think we've been challenged both nationally and, and locally here with this organization in our communities as to really, uh, and it sounds, it sounds sort of wonky, but almost day to it, day, it seems like we, we, you know, we get faced with new issues, new challenges, um, and just trying to navigate that Uneasiness, I, for lack of a better term on my part, is really, really, really. It takes a lot of, uh, lot of energy and a lot of input um, from a lot of folks in this organization, a lot of people in our community, um, but also uh, national voices. So that's, I, I think, you know, the the bigger sort of fifty thousand foot um, view. Um, I think when I really look at the organization itself. When I look at Remsa and and, and CareFlight, as sort of our core organization. Um, the, the challenge has been making sure, as best we can, that everybody that's part of this organization is cared for, and and we're you know we're doing our best to to protect you um, from the different. Strains of the virus that are here, um, we're trying to keep up best we can with, you know, not not only state and local um, guidelines, but you know, the national guidelines, um, and and continuing to try and place all of you in a position that the system is secure, your, your organization secure, and that this could be a good place for people to, to work and, and practice um, their profession. Um, and that, you know, again, like I tell folks a lot of the time that, that you know we've been here for 35 years, CareFlight's been here for 40, and that we're trying to do the things, even in all of this um, indecision and craziness that's going on in the country the last couple of years, that we're still trying to do the things that assure that the organization's still going to be here, you know, thirty years from now.
0: Right, right. You know, I think back to um, some of the specific challenges we've had, and and as you said, not just at Rems Health, but certainly across the out of hospital industry throughout the country. But things like recruitment and retention, you know, especially as we have seen burnout and and competition increase so significantly over the last two years. We have had some employees that were impacted by some of the, the wildfires. So when you talk about caring for our employees, that's a real, that's a real continuum. That's a broad spectrum of ways that you, as the CEO and and the rest of the leadership team, are really trying to care for our employees. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about that.
1: Well, you touched on a, a one item that obviously occurred this last year, and that's the amount of. Um, wildland fires and, and forest fires that, that this area has um, been put through. And um, that did directly. It affected the overall organization because obviously we deployed um, folks to support the firefighting activity, which I think is um, wonderful for the organization to be able to do. And, but it also affected the organization in, you know, from a very Personal level, because we had employees lose their homes, um, and um, it you know for the all the folks that work for this organization up in Plumas, um, that was just devastating. I mean, even, even for those employees that didn't lose their homes, to have your coworker, you know, literally watch their home burn to the ground um, is just you, you don't. There's not an answer for that, and. Um, as a lot of people know, um, several of our folks had that happen. Uh, we lost our ambulance station in Greenville, um, which was a you know a, a joint you know situation between us and, and the, the um, hospital district. And um, so that that's a unique situation. Doesn't happen every year. Hopefully, um, it, we won't see that happen again. Um, but if you if you place that in the consciousness um, alongside of COVID and the Delta variant and the effects to our employees um, with that, I mean, there again is we've had a lot of folks get sick. Um, We've had some folks hospitalized. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, um, this year also we've, we've lost one past employee um, that's no longer with us. We've lost two, um, current employees that are no longer with us. And, um, so it's, um, you, you put that all together and along with everything else that uh, we're either challenged with locally or we're challenged with nationally. And, um, 2021 has, has been a, um, Year that I think we'll all remember. Um, there's parts of it that we want to embrace and remember, and probably parts of it that uh, <laughs> um, we would we don't want to look back on.
0: Let's talk about that as we um, think back though on on twenty one on twenty twenty one, and we think about some of the good things that happened. Maybe you can read. You know, I, I know that we have launched some new programs and partnerships. We have refreshed our brand and we officially became remsa health which i think gets back to what you talked about at the at the top of the show is uh the idea that we are not just transport we are not just a rescue uh we really operate in the healthcare sphere um so we have definitely had some good things in 2021 let's talk about those dean
1: well and and you you touched on i mean there's really i'm not looking at these in an order if you will but you did touch on uh rebranding if you will or upping uh renewing our branding in the sense of um, becoming rims of health and um, again it it the input from the employees that help participate in sort of that decision making process and, and to do it or not do it and what it should look like um, we listen to those folks during that that sort of planning phase and and They were very um, supportive with their input to the fact that the organization needs to change in a good way um, and that it needs to be in a position, uh, again, to be more supportive of the communities that we serve, um, recognizing that um, we aren't just a glorified uber we're not just a, a you know we're not here just to put somebody in the back of an ambulance or put somebody in a helicopter and that's sort of the transport mode if you will we're we're here to provide health care and um with that yes that that challenges us to not only continue to do those necessary um um transports if you will on the ground side and on your medical side but also um, do the best we can do when it comes to patient guidance population health Um, you know adopting um, technologies and things like telehealth and telemedicine expanding the function of the nurse helpline because there's i i think whether you're you're here at this organization, or you're part of healthcare in general in this country, I think there's really becoming a, a large region, you know, realization that um, patient guidance and and the idea of placing a patient in with the right provider in the right clinical setting, the right pathways, and then also in that taking the opportunity, if needed, um, to sort of hold that person's hand and help them navigate the health system from local level um, is very, very important and very valuable. And it pays dividends to that person, their family, and ultimately to the community as we move down the road. The idea of, of just you call 911 and you know we're going to send 15 people out. We're just going to put you in the ambulance. We're just going to take you to ED because that's what we've done for four years, is a a pretty um, old thought process. And um, um, hopefully the ability of the organization and all of the employees in the organization to be supportive of the change and supportive of that we are able to do more broad patient care and, and, if you will, patient handling. Um, I think is valuable and it's, it speaks, I think to the, the professionalism of all the employees here. I think it speaks to what they got into healthcare to do, which is take care of somebody. And um, I know whether it's the clinical side of the organization or it's, you know, folks that work in, you know, the, the business side of, of the organization, um, I truly believe that most everybody here has that mindset.
0: I couldn't agree more, Dean. I I think about um, when we talk about the pandemic and how we said that as emergency medical services, we were really at the tip of the spear in that way, and I I feel a great sense of pride in being. Um, part of that as well, and my my job is behind a desk. My job is to communicate with people and open up conversations and build relationships. But knowing that it's supporting work so that uh, our healthcare providers can go into the community and care for the patients and people that they see there makes me proud to come to work every day. And I suspect that's the same on our education department, our fleet management, our logistics techs, our mechanics. You know, up and down the organizational chart. If you can talk. Now, I think a little bit more about um, as we used this opportunity to recognize the importance of EMS and mobile health care in, in the communities that we serve for things like vaccination or in-home testing um, and how REMSA has contributed to that over the last year and a half or so. Uh, that would be great. I think it would be interesting to hear some of those insights.
1: Yeah, it, it, um, I also want to add one, one thing to, to everybody that hopefully is soliciting. Um, going back for a minute to sort of the challenges, um, for me, um, I've been extremely um, honored and, and proud of how everyone in this organization has moved through the last, definitely way out last year, but obviously the last two years with COVID. And um, we've all experienced um, an increase in, in what, you know, workload, no matter who what what chair you sit in so to speak in the organization um obviously the the uh, utilization of CareFlight, the utilization of the the ground side um, has hit record highs Um, and everybody has you know sort of i think embraced the one for all and all for one philosophy and you know each department has has supported the other departments and um, um, there's been times, um, obviously, that just like any family, um, you know, there's been a little headbutting here and there. Um, man, that's okay. Um, but at the end of the day, everybody's pulled together. Um, it, you know, under sort of that, I think, common good of taking care of somebody, and and that's something everybody really and truly needs to, I think, be proud of and embrace is is that collective direction. It. You know, we've done the vaccine programs, not only for the the, the organization, um, but for families. We've done them for the general public, if you will, in the communities that we serve, uh, the testing programs that we've done. Um, and it, um, I hope, represents to um, our communities and, and citizens of our communities and frankly, the electives of our communities, that again, um, this organization um, has the ability to be very nimble um, and, and uh, change, if you will, um, very, very quickly to meet the needs of the communities that we serve. Um, and that hopefully will continue to be that way. Hopefully we'll continue to find the abilities to be nimble and uh, respond to, to different and new challenges as we go on, because clearly, um, you know, that's not going to stop. Yeah. Um, we will, we'll need to continue the mindset, I think, of an organization of, of being able to embrace those challenges and change and, um, you know, work through them as best we can for the best of not only the organization, but also the communities that we serve.
0: Well, that's a great segue. So, tell us about, as we look to the future, what are you excited about for 2022?
1: Um, that 2021 is coming to an end. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, all jokes aside, it, um, we, as an organization, we're, we're going to continue to see challenges, obviously, in 2022. I mean, one of those things is, um, you know, we're, we're all dealing with inflation in this country. Uh, and the organization is no different. Um, So, um, for example, our health care coverage is going up by $500,000 this coming year. Our general liability, sort of workman's comp, those kind of components of insurance um, are also going up this year by uh, about $250,000. So, collectively, we're looking at around $800,000, an increase that we didn't uh, have in 2021, and uh, the healthcare costs were not uh, going to pass on to the employees. We're going to find ways of of coping with that, if you will, um, within the organization, um, and not pass the, those those stresses over to the employees. But I, I think um, the one silver lining of COVID in our community is that. It's really strengthened the position of this organization with the the three health systems, really four health systems, uh, inclusive of the VA, that we primarily serve. Um, Again, I think it, from the CareFly perspective in the rural um, segments that we serve, again, there's been a very strengthening of those relationships and an understanding um, of what the organization can do and um, those are good things because people, I spend a a lot of my time um, meeting with with decision makers and getting discussions going about what the future is and how we fit into the future. And um, uh, I think by and large, everybody is reaching agreement the organization is important, it's valued, it, it needs to continue, um, and it needs to uh, be allowed um, to uh, broaden its scope, to grow, um, to do different things, um, and, and um, uh, move in different directions. Again, at the end of the day, sort of um, providing additional value to communities we serve. And so it's, I think that part of it's massively uh, exciting. And, you know, there's some things behind that that we have to uh, work through, you know, how how different programs are going to get funded, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But just having the opportunity to have those discussions and and be part of those discussions and a recognition that All of you can do this. All of you provide the expertise and the clinical abilities for the organization to to bring those enhancements forward. Um, That's massively important. You know, and and, um, um, again, if there's anything I would say is good of COVID, it's that, that, that a lot of people recognized that we are not just... An ambulance company.
0: So as we wrap up today, um, is there anything that you would like to share with directly with our employees as we close out the year and final reflections for 2021 and predictions or excitement for 2022?
1: First and foremost, um, every single one of you are important and uh, every single one of you make up the organization. And uh, to do, you know, the best we can do. All of us are for the organization, and, and continuing to try to move the organization forward. Um, you know, change is here. Um, so the old saying: if you, if you know, you don't like change, you're in trouble. Um, get comfortable, and um, so, you know, be patient. Bear with us. I would invite people that you know, if if you if you want to talk, come into the building. I mean, the door is open. Uh, I, I, you know, the, the badges work on this building just as well as they work on the 400 building or the 450 building, uh, because that's what we're here for. I think everybody is more than happy to talk about the organization, more than happy to talk about what the organization can do in the future and how it can get there. So.
0: I agree 100%. I think uh, everybody, as you mentioned, as you referred to it, the 500 building, of course, meaning we're... Um, you know, our our leadership team and some of our administrative staff is, has their offices. I, I believe that everyone in this building is so appreciative of the hard work that our healthcare providers do in the field every day. And that we are happy to engage in conversation with folks anytime. I know I say that, you know, if you have a good story they want to share, please send it to me. I know you'd be happy to, uh, you know, kind of reminisce about your, your days out in the field and connect with folks that way. Um, you know, I, I know that Barry would love to geek out on, on financials <laughs> if someone had a question about how we... Yeah.
1: <laughs> if you if you want to talk about money, go see Barry. That's He'll right. talk to you proud.
0: So thank you, Dean. I really appreciate your, your time today. It was very exciting to have you on this first episode. You will thank be you. back frequently for sure. And, and,
1: and as I understand it, we're going to try to get sort of guest folks...
0: Yes. In, in
1: doing this. Exactly. And both internal to the organization and external to yes. the organization. So yes. I think that's going to be um, not only fun, but I think it, that's really, I'm looking forward to that because it folks can hear somebody else's viewpoint, right?
0: Definitely. And, and, you know,
1: and I think that's going to be a, a, a very good part of this moving forward.
0: As I said at the top of the episode, this is our inaugural Priority Traffic podcast, and I hope you have enjoyed it. I'm excited to see how this platform grows and the ways that we can engage across our organization and our community. Keep listening in the coming weeks to hear conversations with REMSA health leaders and colleagues, as well as community partners. Thank you for listening to Priority Traffic. Happy holidays. Be well.